Hey, hey, Star Wars fans, it's Gary here from Spark of Rebellion, and we would love for you to listen to all of our brand new episodes when they land every single Saturday. Make sure you follow us on your podcast app of choice or pop over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash listen. If you like the show and you want to support us, you can do that via our Patreon. Just head over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash Patreon and come and join our other patrons. And thank you so much for your continued support. Now, may the force be with you and on to this week's Spark of Rebellion. Hello there. Hello there and welcome to Spark of Rebellion, the weekly deep dive into all things Star Wars, including news, the occasional random spotlight and reviews of all of our favourite Star Wars goodies. I'm your host, Mark Asquith. In just a second, I'll bring on the man of the hour, the uh, the hut at the top of the hut food chain. I'll bring him on. You all know he is, but I'll keep the suspense building for just a moment longer because today we've got some interesting bits for you. We're going to talk a little bit about the bad backs, that old Clone Force 99. We're going to talk about what's coming up at Halloween in the world of Lego Star Wars. We're going to talk about a little tease from Giancarlo Esposito and dig deep into every brand new Lego set coming out this week. Plus, we might even talk about why you could indeed sell your house and stay for one night at Disney's brand new Star Wars themed hotel. I don't know if you want to, but you can. You can. Before I do that, like I said, I'm going to bring him on, the man himself, Mr. Gary Aylert. How's it going, dude? You all right this, uh, you right this fine week? Yo, yo, yo. Yeah, it's been, a, it's been a good... I'm excited about the news, man, this week. I, I love it when we get a good range of, of stuff to talk about because we went through a phase, didn't we, where... Nothing was really happening out of the official camp. We just had to deal with the ridiculousness of Doomcock and Mike Zero and stuff. And then it went to the other extreme where the uh, the official Disney dudes are talking about stuff. But I feel like this is a good mix this week. We got some good some good stuff. So yeah, I'm well, thanks, dude. I'm looking forward to chatting Star Wars with you. You had a good week? Uh yeah, not bad, not bad, not bad. Just um I was off work as you know a little bit this week. Um I just, you know, did a little bit of golfing and uh, got wet. But yeah, no, I'm good, man. I'm good. A little bit behind on the Star Wars stuff, reading the new High Republic book, which is which is really good actually. Really enjoying it, the Kevin Scott one. Um really, really enjoying that one. So yeah, yeah, not a bad week, not a bad week. And I gotta apologize to you, the listener, because we are probably gonna run a little bit short today. We're sort of ran over on a little bit of work stuff. Um, so we're going to zip through the news, but we're going to have a good time with it. Now, if you want to talk Star Wars news, if you want to get into some of these details with us, you can do so over on Twitter at sparkofrebellion.com slash Twitter, or indeed follow us over on the gram, sparkofrebellion.com slash Instagram. And if you want to join Sean and Chris and all of the other fantastic Patreons that we've got over at Patreon, you can just get involved, all right? Come and get some swag, get some behind-the-scenes goodies. Uh, we should do more of it, to be fair with you. We always get a little bit rushed on a Friday when we record this, but we should do a little bit more with it. So get yourself a sticker or two. Come along. You can do so from a book per month at sparkerrebellion.com forward slash Patreon. It's all good over there. And thank you to Pascal and Denise and Sean and everyone else that joins us over there every single week. Now, let's kick in in earnest with the news. Sadly, we do have a little bit of bad news 
to start with, I'm afraid. Uh, J.W. Rinsler, um, his pen name, uh, the chap Jonathan W. Rinsler, has sadly passed away at age 58. Now, you might not know the name, but if you're a bit of a, a Star Wars aficionado, if you're a bit of a voracious reader like we are, you will have come across some of the fantastic work that he's done in the behind-the-scenes books that he provides. In particular, the authoring of things like Making of Star Wars, the making of Empire Strikes Back and so on. He's also done some work on Indiana Jones and, and, and the, the making of Aliens and Planet of the Apes. And you can see where I'm going with this. J.W. Rinsler excelled at this, and he sadly passed away on July 28th, as reported by JediNews.com. So, yeah, it's, it's a sad day when anyone passes away, especially uh, someone that's contributed so much to pop culture like this. But, um, yeah, you know, our thoughts with the family. And, and, and Gaz, you got any of these books knocking about? Yeah, I just turned around and actually looked on the old bookcase. I've got five of uh, of Rinsler's books. I really like those, Um, you know, The Making of A New Hope, Return of the Jedi, all of those ones. I've also got a couple of the other ones as well that he did. It was quite cool. Uh, storyboards was one of them and another one. Uh, and they're really good quality books as well. He'll be really missed because uh, I think he had he had links to everyone at Lucasfilm. He's good friends with George Lucas, I believe, and was just really planted quite neatly within that circle of, um, you know, if you're going to put a book out, you know, he's got access to everybody to go and talk to, to get to get it from the horse's mouth, should we say. So, yeah, it's a real shame. You're not going to get, get any more... Uh, Star Wars books from um, from him, but yeah, it's, it's sad. But um, what a good legacy to leave behind, though. Some really fascinating, awesome books to to read through. So yeah, yeah, that's right. It's nice to to have a legacy and just to just to have that. And uh, thankfully, um, he, he will do that. You know, amongst pop culture and amongst uh, Star Wars fans and just general movie fans. You know, it's not just Star Wars that this is this is limited to. So uh, like we said, rest in peace and condolences uh, to JW Rinsler's family, of course. Bad Batch, I've not caught up yet, um, been a little bit out of it, I'm about two weeks behind, but the finale is coming up next week, so as we're recording this today on the 6th, we've got the penultimate episode and wrapping up on the 13th is season one of the Bad Batch, it's, it's been a little bit up and down, I know we're going to do a review of it, um, been a bit up and down, but it seems to have found its pace the last couple of episodes, and I think that's reflected in this most recent news. It was just a couple of days ago, actually, um, reported all over the place. You know, it was reported all over the place uh, the last couple of days that the Bad Batch has been renewed for season two. I don't think there's much of a surprise here, dude. I think towards the middle of the season, people were sort of saying, you know, it needs to find its place, needs to kind of figure out what it wants to be and try and find its stride a little bit, but... I don't know about you, man, but I'm not surprised that this has been renewed. No surprise. No surprise at all on this one, dude. It's, um, I think it was a slight risk, to be honest with you. I'm, I, In the back of my mind, I thought, is this going to be a one-shot deal? Is it just going to be one one little pocket of stuff from the Bad Batch and then that's it? But it's just been reviewed really well, dude. And we've got another couple of Star Wars fans that we work with and uh, – they're like, yeah, this is awesome. It's an awesome show. And anyone that you, anytime you look on Twitter or anything like that, it's very well spoken about and talked about. So like you said, it's no surprise that it's um, uh, that it's going to go on for another season. I'm behind as well. I'm, I'm, I think about a week behind. The last one that I watched was Infested. Mm, um, same. Yeah, so I think I've got War Mantle, which is the next one. And then we've got those two season finales starting today, I believe. Um, 
or yesterday, if you're listening to this. So yeah, man, it's uh, it's not a surprise, but yeah, it was a bit of a risk because with the Clone Wars, obviously that spanned loads of things. You know, the the story it comprised lots of different characters and story elements, whereas the Bad Batch is just a little a little pocket of something that's going on. So it really has to rely on the the characters to really come forward. And fortunately, they were they were written really well and and they're done really well. So you can buy into them as a you know, you, you kind of get attached to them a little bit because of the different personalities and you buy into their, you kind of buy into it, you know, you don't want them to, anything to happen to them. You want them to, it's like the A-team, you want them to win every week, which is cool. So yeah, man, excited for it. Another season. Yeah, yeah, I agree, man. It's it's one of those just nice little 20, 25 minute things. It fills that Clone Wars gap nicely. Um, and I think it's, 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 it's set in such an interesting time frame. So, you know, the early days of the Empire that, you can really, you, you sort of can dig into, you know, what is going on, what bits can you spot that have changed from the Clone Wars. Like, there's a lot in it that's not just the story, which I think it sometimes needs because it's been finding its feet. I think it's just, you know, as a Star Wars fan, it's almost, if you're that kind of Star Wars fan that really wants to kind of lap up everything, it fills a lot of details in. And if you're just someone that's got kids and like, you know, the kids like Star Wars and to live in that world, then it's 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 easy watching, you know, it's it's... It's, 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 there's, there's no, you know, you, you don't have to think about it, it's, but if you want to, you really can connect the dots, you know, and that, I think that's kind of um, something that's really well thought out by Filoni and crew is that if there is something in it for the people that want to think, but for those that just want kind of that weekly adventure, you can just get on board with it. You don't have to have watched everything. Um, so it's nice. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with it. You know, will they run out of steam with it being just one set of clone troopers? Will they... You know, they're going to start to have to bring people in. I mean, you know, season one, they've kind of been varied with it, different types of storytelling um, and, and progress some mythology as well. So we'll see, dude. We'll see what is going on with a bad batch. But good news when anything's renewed, of course, you know, so we'll look forward to that one. And The Mandalorian is is another thing that's due to come out. We just, we just don't quite know when. <laughs> you know, this time last year, we were all excited for season two. We were... Pleasantly surprised by the Luke Skywalker cameo. We were pleasantly surprised by the reveal of the Book of Boba Fett. But it sort of left the Mandalorian in a little bit of doubt, didn't it? You know, people saying, well, is this is, is the Book of Boba Fett the, the Mandalorian season three? Is it, you know, is it replacing that? Is it is it sort of a different chapter of something else? Is it, you know, what is this thing? Um, well, Giancarlo Esposito, who is in everything these days, um, he obviously played Moff Gideon. He's sort of, he's let slip as it goes, that they've wrapped filming on the book of Boba Fett and will begin filming, or production at least. Now, we said this a while ago, production's already started, but they'll begin production of Mandalorian Season 3 shortly. So whether that's filming or whether that's ramping up, you know, whatever that might be, whether it's set design, I don't know what it is. You know, we, we, we just don't know what, at what stage of production they are, but it looks like they will be getting the foot down, um, which is interesting because it's obviously it's it's out of sync from the last couple of years, dude. So you think they're going to leave this until December next year, or do you think they're going to shift it? Are we going to see this mid-year next year? I thought that was the case. Yeah, I, I just got a gut feeling that next year summertime is going to be Mando season three. I've just got a feeling on that. Yeah, yeah, because there's not going to be anything other than the Obi Wan show. 
Uh, actually, when's Andor due out? I'm not sure. But other than the, the Obi-Wan Kenobi show, uh, that's going to be it because as far as we know, unless it does very well, there's not going to be a second book of Boba Fett. So we've got one at the moment that we know of to look forward to. And that's out at the end of this year, right? The book of Boba Fett? Or is that next year? Uh, I'm sure um, that was late this year. I'm sure it was like the fall or holidays this year. Could be wrong. Anyway, yeah. I think, yeah. I mean, if the, when did Mando season two wrap up? December, wasn't it? Yeah. So I think if they left it until December next year, a whole year, I think the momentum would have just I would have been lost just a wee bit because I think yeah, it, yeah, even though the, the Boba Fett thing is going to fill in somewhat of a gap, it's not going to be the same. So we, I think everybody's dying to find out um, what Mando's like now, now that, because as we know, Grogu was such a big part of his character up until the end. Um, I think everyone's desperate to find out exactly what he's up to. As he just lost it, <laughs> you know, it's like a dad who's lost his kids in the settlement. Does he just go off the rails and, you know, completely lose it? Or is he, you know, up to something else? We don't know. So I think to leave it uh, over a year is going to be too much. So, yeah, I think mid-year, dude. I think mid-year next year. Yeah, I wouldn't disagree with that because, you know, if you look at the release schedule, you've got October, 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 you know, Mando 1 and 2, and then you'd think the Book of Boba Fett will follow the same schedule. And ordinarily, if it was like Mando Season 1, 2, 3, and 4, October, 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 you know, four years running, you'd be like, that's all right, that's sort of what I, what I expect. But you're right, like, two years of no Mando. So it does make you think, either mid-year release, given the, the you know potential filming schedule, or, you know, the progression of Mandalorian, the Mandalorian story in the Book of Boba Fett as a bit of a side character... Because I don't think he's not going to appear. Um, when you think, you know, Mark Hamill said that questions will be answered about his cameo and, you know, the fate of Luke Skywalker, the fate of Grogu. We saw that lightsaber poster from Grogu last week. Um, it sort of makes you wonder whether it was like, uh, well, we can't really do everything that we want to do with Mando without just sort of handling this stuff that sort of maybe sets up some other story cues like, um, the relationship of Boba with Luke Skywalker. Mm. You know, there's loads of it that, that can be dug into and, and, and you know, the, the, the Ezra stuff, the Throne stuff. So I, I, I wonder if this is less of a standalone Boba Fett thing, something that needed resolving, but that is much more tied together than we think, especially because they're looking at crossing over, like, you know, a bit of a Defenders thing. Um, so it does make me wonder whether... It's, I wouldn't say a bait and switch, but whether you're just going to start to see... Almost like the Bad Batch is done, where it's clearly about the Bad Batch, but then you've got those Ryloth episodes that weren't really about the Bad Batch. They were more about Cham Sindulla and Hera Sindulla. You know? wonder if that's sort of the name of the game. Yeah, it could be, dude. could be, for sure, yeah. Um, it just feels like because these shows are connected, they're not even loosely connected, are they? They are directly happening mm. at exactly the same time and it's crossover of characters and stuff. Two years, I think, is too long um, to get back into the story. In reality, it probably doesn't matter. Like if you if they did leave it until December next year, sorry, October next year, and it was roughly two years, you'd probably be okay. But I don't know, like the Obi-Wan stuff and Andor, because they're completely isolated from that timeline and everything that's going on, it doesn't matter when they drop. 
They can go out whenever, it doesn't matter. I just feel like two years is, yeah, it's just drawing it out a bit too long for the connected stuff around that whole Mando, Boba Fett thing. Luke, you know. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see on it. But it, it progressing is no surprise. Um, it'd just be nice to know what's happening because it's it's August. You know, we're usually two months away from Mando coming out. Yep. You know, you, you sort of, if you're Star Wars and you're Disney, you sort of want to say, look, we've not forgotten about this. And it, it sort of, that I think that poster last week alludes to it. You know, why release an official poster that was clearly intended to whip people up into a frenzy because first lightsaber appearance by by Grogu, you know, there has to be reasoning behind that. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But it's good to hear it moving forward. Um, and speaking of Disney+, Plus, we've got some news from something that isn't a repeat or a renewal, anything that we've seen before. Lego Star Wars, you know, they've been putting this kind of stuff out. They did that thing last year, didn't they? The Lego Star Wars Christmas special, which is a bit of fun. A uh, bit of bants. They're going to do it again in October for Halloween. Star Wars, Lego Star Wars, Terrifying Tales featuring Poe Dameron and BB-8 going over to Mustafar uh, to <laughs> go and have a little chinwag with Grabala the Hut because she is the latest owner as if it's been on right move of Darth Vader's castle, <laughs> and she wants to turn it into a themed resort. So, classic Lego Star Wars stuff. You know, like, I don't know, you know, th- this stuff would never fly in anything but Lego form. Um, and it just sounds like a bit of fun, a bit of an anthology series, where, or, or a bit of an anthology kind of one-off, where Poe and BB-8 get to hear about some of the universes, the galaxies, Star Wars universes, most foreboding figures. You know what it's going to be. It's going to be a bit of a campfire chat, isn't it? Um, so they put this poster out, picture of the Lego Death Star in the background. You've got this kind of big uh, first order emblem with resting pieces on a gravestone and a, and a red uh, lightsaber on there, which is interestingly um, looking to be a Darth Vader one, not the Kylo Ren one. It's not got the... It's not got the cross, you know, the kind of cross guard on there. So we don't know what the situation is with that one. But just a bit of fun for the kids, isn't it? You know, it'd be one of those that you stick on with a beer on a on a Friday night when you're bored and the missus has gone to bed. Stick it on. Um, probably cover about an hour, you would have thought. But, I mean, it's Lego Star Wars, dude. What's not to like? You know, it's, it's one of those where you sort of take it for what it is, isn't it? Yeah, defo. Yeah, and I love the, I, I prefer the Halloween stuff versus the Crimbo stuff. Yeah, defo. Because uh, even though the holiday special stuff that they did, that was it was quite funny. It was a a clever thing. I think it's needed. I think in order to just have that undertone of a bit of light com- comedic relief throughout Star Wars is desperately needed. So mm-hmm. the Lego the Lego um, approach is the perfect, like you were saying, it's the perfect vehicle to do that. Because yeah, <laughs> in, in any sort of live action or animated show that's you, you wouldn't have people just taking over Darth Vader's castle on Mutavar and that, no. all that stuff so it, it's the perfect thing to do and yeah I used to really like the um the the Halloween stuff that used to happen as like a, an every year thing that would be cool if they did that so back in the day when things like the Simpsons when they did a Halloween special every year mm-hmm. that was very cool you knew that that was going to be a, a a sort of just crazy stupid 
even more stupid for the Simpsons sort of thing. But our American friends, if you're an American listener, then waving. But you guys do Halloween so much better than we do. So to have a, a Halloween thing coming out uh, for this, and it's really cool as well. It's got the old, uh, it's got the old classic horror typeface on the poster, mm-hmm. whipping people up into a bit of a yes is going to be. I, I hope it's creepy though. Because uh, although Lego's for kids, I hope they've got a little bit of a, you know, kids behind the sofa thing going on. Like, mom's scary. No, it's not really scary. Come on, it'll be funny in a second. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to this, man. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I think it's one of those, um, it's, like you said, it's just a nice little thing. You used to see, like you said, in The Simpsons is a great example of it. There's, there, it seems to be a bit less of that recently. Um, and I, I hear what you're saying about, like, no one can get pissed about canon. You know what I mean? You're going to be like, well, Darth Vader would never do that. Yeah, he's clearly, it's not in it's not in Anakin's will to go, right, pop the castle on right move, split it with the kids and the grandkids. He gets a bit and I'll be happy with that. Like that's clearly not happened. But like you said, if it was in any other format, comic format, book format, you would get people going skits with it. And like you said, the Lego can take a little bit of liberty with this one. They can take the mick a little bit. They can have a bit of fun. Like I like with the Christmas one, they sort of took the piss out of themselves. They, they, they picked up a few of the plot holes and were like, yeah, that's clearly a plot hole. Like, let's have a bit of a laugh with it. Um, so, I, I, yeah, it, it gives them a little bit of flexibility. And it, it obviously it keeps the kids interested in Star Wars as well. And um, I think it keeps that Lego... Star Wars brand alive, especially when you've, you know, the video games exist and they're trying to sell a 70 quid premium video game that keeps getting delayed. You know, it keeps us thinking about it as well, doesn't it? It just keeps it top of mind. So I think these are really smart moves um, from a business perspective for for Disney. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. What's the release date? When when we look at that, let's have a quick look. Um, October 1st. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, there it is, right at the bottom. So yeah, October 1st. So plenty of time to watch it and get your horror fill. I mean, like you said, is it really a horror film? Um, <laughs> is it going to come out know. on Disney Plus, I assume? Is it a Disney Plus thing? Yeah, going to do it, going to do nice. going to do Nice. All right, let's go Lego even further. Let's talk about bricks. Brick, 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 brick. Uh, <laughs> according to Brick Fanatics, we've got a range of new Star Wars Lego sets that have just launched this very week. Now, we know we've got the kind of scout gunship, the Republic gunship that we talked about last week, which looks absolutely badass. But we've also got another range of things which um, seem to be tied, with the exception of one or two of them, tied very much to things like the Clone Wars and the Bad Batch in this era that they seem to want to play in a little bit more on screen now. Um, so we've got a range of new sets that are Darth Vader's Meditation Chamber, which looks cute. You know, that looks all right. It, it's nice enough. It's a it's a small set, you know, one of the kind of small little throwaway um, sets that's like, you know, it's a 60 quidder. It's the helmet equivalent, you know, that sort of um, takes, up, takes up enough room to be decent, but no, it's not going to take over your house, that sort of price range. You know what I mean? It's... It's seven, eight inches wide, eight inches tall, all that sort of stuff. So it's kind of nice. Features um, just the classic Empire scene 
You know, it's 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 just the meditation chamber with the officer that comes in and catches him popping the helmet on. You know, you know the scene. We've all seen that one. Uh, and then we've got a few more. We've got the gunship. We've got um, the the jewel on Mandalore, which interests me. So that's this is Ahsoka finally capturing Darth Maul and shackling him um, and popping him in um, the the chamber, the transport chamber. So I like this one because it's got Ahsoka and Darth Maul. You know, they're two pretty badass minifigures. Um, we've got the transport from the Mando. We've got Slave 1, or if we want to go Boba Fett's gunship or starship. Um, we've got the Bad Batch attack shuttle, which looks quite cute. Uh, we've got a smaller version of the Imperial light cruiser. So this is not the crazy priced one. Um, and then we've got that Mandalorian starfighter that we talked about a while ago. You know, the Bo-Katan one um, that comes with the, the, the Death Watch or whatever they call it. It's not Death Watch, is it? But uh, Night Owls, is it? Um, comes with them as well. So decent range of little sets, do Really nothing that will break the bank. Um, you know, the biggest one is the 149 bucks Imperial light cruiser from the Mandalorian, which... Um, not overly fussed on, if I'm honest with you, apart from the minifigures. I think it's doesn't look big enough and well designed enough to warrant the sixty uh, the, the hundred and sixty quid, but any of these take your fancy? A couple of them, yeah. I, I know what you mean about the gunship though. It's um it, it's part of the ultimate collector set, isn't it? So it's the big beefy Yeah, big it's ass. totally different vibe, isn't it? Yeah, so that's a that's slightly different that one. <clears throat> that's more of a Right, top end spending money, or I want this for Crimbo kind of thing. Uh, but I'm not too fussed on it either. It looks okay, but yeah, it doesn't quite have the same spark as some of the other UCS ones, but it's not too bad. But some of the other ones did. Uh, I like the the meditation chamber for Vader, mm-hmm. even though it's not too big. Like you said, it does look kind of cool because I've got some of those other smaller sets on my shelf. So I've got mm-hmm. the little, um, the, the, Land Cruiser with Luke and 3PO in it and stuff, and then the little uh, tattooing little thing with the Jawas on. And then I've got another one, which is the um, the tractor beam inside the Death Star, and it's got Obi-Wan mm. around, you know, just those little sets that look quite, quite cool on the shelf. And like you said, they don't overtake your entire house, which is cool. So that one looks cool. Uh, Slave One, and also the, um, you know, that Imperial, the Mandalorian, sorry, Starfighter. So that looks kind of cool as well. That looks cool. But I must admit, dude, I have put a self-imposed ban on Lego for myself at the minute because all it is, and you'll you'll be very disappointed with this, mate. Very, very disappointed. But I've still yet to finish my Batman Batwing that I got for Christmas, Mm. and it's now August, and it's two-thirds of the way built. So until I finish that, I won't be buying anything else. But when I do finish it, which I've time boxed to this weekend. <laughs> yeah, I did say to the missus, I was like, this is getting ridiculous now. I've got to finish this. Uh, so yeah, after I've done that, uh, I'm, I'm going to pick up those ones because I don't think they're going to be too pricey either. Yeah, you got your eye on any of these? Um, I don't know, mate, if I'm honest. I, I'm a bit underwhelmed by like the land, uh, the, the Imperial Light Cruiser. Um, I, don't, I just don't think it's intricate enough to warrant the 160 quid. You know, when you can get R2 and the Ultimate Collectors for like 180. Yeah, I'm not really vibing that one. Um, <clears throat> so, I like the Meditation Chamber, but it's a little bit, for me, it's a little bit like that Jewel on Mustafar one that I've got, which it's good, but you sort of got to know what it is. You know? So that's, I mean, it's probably less so than that one, but 
yeah, I don't know. Um, I like the Ahsoka and the Maul one because that's less than 20 quid. And it's that's really just about the minifigures. You know, that's just about getting two cool badass minifigures. Um, so I might, might pick, that's like a nip into meadow or, you know, grab it when you, you know, just doing some other bits. Um, but not overly fussed on any at the minute. I'm sort of like you. I'm trying to get through a bit of a Lego embargo at the minute. I've got the R2 to finish. And then I think I think I might be done for a little while um, with Lego. I definitely want Moss Eisley. Um, the Grail at the minute. Yep. Yeah, in it. I sort of just want that one. And then I'm, I'm like you. Um, I want I want the, you know, the the, the Batwing and the, the Batmobile. I want to get those done as well. I want to buy them and get them done. So they're the, the big three that I want. And I don't think I'm fussed on anymore at the minute. Mm. Um, maybe the Vader helmet as a Christmas something. But no, I'm not I'm not feeling too many of these apart from the minifigures, dude. Um, and I will, I'll pick them up on like Amazon Prime Day or whatever like I did with the X-Wing. Uh, sorry, the TIE Fighter. So, so yeah. All it is. I read you we'll do. see what the sitch is. Yeah, understand. We'll see what the sitch is. Um, but you know, nonetheless, if you're into your Lego and you've got a bit of room, um, a little bit of brass, a little bit of room, get yourself down a Lego shop. Now we can all go back into the stalls. Um, or you could save your money and you could go to the Galactic Star Cruiser Hotel. So we talked about this a little bit, a little bit of time ago. Um, this, this Star Cruiser Hotel, um, an immersive Star Wars experience. They released this video for it featuring Ray and, just, you know, them selling this real kind of immersive Star Wars experience, um, which they describe, according to Engadget, part live immersive theatre, part themed environment, part culinary extravaganza, and part real-life role-playing game. So you go in and you're, you're theoretically living in Star Wars for a little while. You know, it's quite a nice idea. Um, and it, it's it's you need to, you know, consider the, the fact that you can kind of choose, a bit like choose your own adventure. You know, you can... Um, Join the resistance. You can join the first order. Blah 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 blah. Um, so there's a few few ways that you can experience this, which sounds really really interesting. Um, and you can go as deep into it as you want. You can participate in missions. You can choose to just kind of sit back and and whatever. Sounds interesting, man. Um, but for two nights, you're looking at just shy of five thousand dollars, four thousand eight hundred nine to quote Engadget. Um, don't know what that covers. Two adults, two kids, two adults, one kid. What is it? What does that look like? Um, obviously, let me know. Flight's included. Um, but, yeah. I mean, great idea. Prohibitively expensive. <laughs> well, it's certainly, um, it's certainly more expensive than every single person thought it would be. Crikey. Uh, and let's clarify as well, this is a... Uh, this is a, a cruise ship, right? This is not a hotel anywhere. So you have to bear mm-hmm. in mind that, you know, cruises, they can be a little bit pricey anyway because the majority of them are all-inclusive and everything's everything's done. So they're a little bit pricey anyway, but because it's Star Wars, the, they slap the badge on it. Of course, you would expect the, the price to hike up a bit. So I think it's those two factors, based on factors. You've got Star Wars and you've got Cruise together. It is going to be a bit pricey. Now, the, it actually does sound very good when you read a bit more into it. Uh, I wouldn't pay too much attention to all of the concept art and all that stuff that's on the official website. I think it's it's probably not going to look 
um, too much like that, unless they get every single person who's on the ship to cosplay um, as Star Wars and everything. But it does sound kind of cool. So it goes on to say that um, you can choose to follow certain uh, 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 groups, I guess, uh, once you're on the ship. So you can be part of the First Order or you can join the Resistance. Or if you want to be a, a smuggler, you can do that stuff, which sounds kind of cool. And then in a similar way that they've got the Disney parks, like Galaxy's Edge and some of the other Disney stuff, they'll have NPCs, I guess is the best way to describe it. So there'll be people walking around as stormtroopers and smugglers and, and all that sort of thing. And you can have lightsaber lessons. So it does sound very cool, especially if you're going as a family. It would be very cool. However, the big stumbling block, like as you've said, mate, is going to be that price. That is so expensive. It does say that if there's more of you going, then it will be less per person, the more that you can get in your group, which is not too bad. But yeah, that's still pricey, man. Defo pricey. Not when you can go to New York for a weekend and go to the Disney store, go and see a Star Wars film and probably go to New York Comic Con in half that for half mm. that amount, probably. So, yeah, costly. Yeah, it is. An, like you said, I mean, you could all ando it and fast track around Disney and Universal and, you know, all of the water parks for half, two thirds of that. So it is, it's a funny one, isn't it? But, you know, it's one of those trips of a lifetime, I guess. It's, it's, it, they will, the demand must be there and people will pay it. There's absolutely no doubt of that. Um, you know, we'll, but we'll we'll see how it goes. But it's not something that I'd be overly fussed on, if I'm honest with you. Um, I, I just, for me, it's it's just not my style of thing. You know, I'm just not I'm not I'm just I'm just not that asked about that sort of stuff. Nah, me either, dude. It's not when I read that they were launching this, I didn't immediately think, oh wow, that's on the bucket list. You know, add it straight away. It wasn't like that. If you know the people who are running the the cruise ship that obviously listen to our podcast want to give us some tickets so we can review it for you then of course, you know, that that's going to be fine. But uh, yeah, my hard-earned cash isn't going to be parted for this. But I think, like you said, there's definitely an appetite though because the standard cruises that Disney do, which are just general Disney stuff, they have done Star Wars-themed weeks on those and they sell out like almost straight away. So there's definitely an appetite for it. Um, so yeah, may maybe we're just like, just shy of 5,000 bucks, that's ridiculous. But maybe the people running the cruise liners are like, that's actually really good value. <laughs> what are you yeah. talking about? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Like you said, cruises are a very different kettle of fish, aren't they? They're a very different beast. Um, so yeah, maybe you're right, dude. Yeah, that, that makes total sense, actually. They are a very different beast. Um, but we'll see how it goes. Like you said, maybe if we get a couple of free tickets, uh, we will be there. We will review on the UK's probably number one Star Wars podcast. <laughs> Um, which we'll say probably. Um, probably so yeah interesting we'll see how we get along with that one I'm sure the price will change in the future as well But look, that is Spark of Rebellion. Sorry, it's a little bit of a quick one this week. Like I said, we ran over just a little bit on some work stuff. But what do you think about those new Lego sets? What do you think about the Bad Batch being renewed? And, of course, the Mando news as well. And will we see you on the Galactic Star Cruiser? 
who knows let us know over on twitter sparkrebellion.com slash twitter and if you want to join the crew if you want to get some swag head over to sparkofrebellion.com slash patreon and thank you so much as always for joining us it's always a pleasure and Gaz um, you'll be off next week or is it the week after is it week after that is it what three weeks is it yeah last week of August dude yeah yeah got that wrong didn't I up with me for a bit longer still alright go on then good lord well cheers dude that's been uh, that's been a quick zip through the world of Star Wars this week enjoyed it as always my man yeah and I think our listeners will probably be like thank god they've only spoken for half an hour <laughs> so it's probably not a bad thing so yeah it's been a, qu- a quick zip through which is not a bad thing so yeah it's uh, it's been good to talk Star Wars as always like I said I've enjoyed talking through some of those news I can't talk about that with the family because they get bored within three seconds so all good on that respect so uh, yeah, uh, we will see you next week um, uh, for some more news and some other bits and bobs. So until then, take care of yourself, stay safe and healthy, and may the force be with you always. <laughs>